Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. to the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we tell us worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically performing preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the modern the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds. Wherever you listen to The Bar, we're grateful that you are listening. And I love to start every show by thanking the listeners. Thank you guys for just being awesome. Just listening to the bar, sharing the bar, telling people about the bar, and rocking the bar at thebargear.com. Uh, picking up that stuff, man. I really appreciate all that support and uh, and appreciate you tuning in to your favorite podcast. And like I do every week, I bring in awesome guests. This awesome guest, actually, um, I think I was introduced to her by Virgil. He gave her high praise. And if you listen to the last week's show, Virgil actually suggested the last person. So, Virgil has been a big uh, contributor to this podcast, not just with suggestions, just with content and being a good brother of mine. So big shout out to Virgil. Uh, but this awesome guest that I have on today is none other than Miss Monique. How you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Glad to have you on the show. It's morning to you. It is me. lunchtime to me. Uh, you're on the West Coast, but uh, but we're definitely glad that we were able to link up. So, Ms. Monique, I want to give you the floor to kind of introduce yourself. Share whatever you want to share, whether it's personal, professional, uh, and we'll, we'll kind of piggyback off of that. All right. Well, I am Monique Dusan, and I'm the founder of an organization called the Center for Biblical Unity, um, just really working within culture and within the church, especially to present ideas for unity, for racial unity that come from a biblical perspective. I grew up in South L.A., and um, then spent like the latter part of my teen years in a suburb um, of Los Angeles called North Hollywood. 
I went to a Christian university, Biola University, and have spent probably 15 to 20 years in social service, Mm. working with young people in foster care and doing program management, building programs for young people. Um, The majority of my work is either with young people, so children, teens, young adults, or with the homeless population here in Los Angeles. And in 2014, I moved to South Africa to do work. Actually, I moved to teach dance for a year. I was going to go and um, do some movement therapy with kids. And the Lord had me stay there. I was there for four years and three months. Um, Recently moved home, moved home in June of 2018. And during that time, what what I thought was going to be just teaching dance to kids for a year turned into opening up a like a community mental health mm. center, um, working with kids in the primary schools there. So grades um, kinder to seven, grade seven. And just you know, talking with them about life, uh, um, understanding more of what's happening with their lives and um, the trauma that they've experienced. I worked in an area called the Cape Flats, which is a a part of Cape Town that's really impoverished. It's full of drugs and gangs. And so, yeah, I did that. I um, did a little trauma therapy with kids, had interns come over from some universities out here, partnered up with some universities out there. Yeah. And let's see, when I came home in 2018, I entered back into social service and did program management at a multi-site food pantry. And I recently left my job mm. to work full-time with the Center for Biblical Unity. And wow. so that's it. That That's me in a nutshell. Nice. Nice. No, that is amazing. Um, I mean, just so many questions come to mind. I'm in my interview uh, phase, you know, thinking about, you know, growing up in, 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 you know, south of L.A. and then getting a scenery change and then changing countries. And it's amazing. It just sounds like an amazing story. Um, so let's let's start with uh, the, the, the program, the, the biblical senator. Center, I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Say it for me one more time. Center for Biblical Unity. There we go. Center for Biblical Unity. Let's start to the uh, I guess the genesis of that. Tell, I guess, what were some of the chain of events that happened to cause you to want to start this organization? So I moved home in 2018 and I had come home off and on over, you know, the four years that I was away, but I was really, you know, just with my family, didn't really, I don't watch TV. So I didn't do a lot of like watching of the news or hearing what people were saying and things like that. And when I came home, I was like, America has lost her mind. Like what's going (laughs) on with the race conversation? Why is everybody so angry? What happened? Right. And it starts so it started there with just questions that I had about why is America so angry um it, it felt completely different than ha- than what it felt like before I moved mm-hmm. and I I always held to a critical race theory belief mm. so in addition to being in social service I don't I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a social justice warrior like I was angry about it but I did hold to critical race theory and just had certain views about whites and you know well white people are like this and we need to we need to like fight against the system Mm -hmm. the system being you know whiteness and all of that we need to really um 
make sure that marginalized people groups are no, are no longer being oppressed. And I just had some really, really um, social justice views and things that leaned or were heavily, actually not even lean. Let me stop lying. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was heavily entrenched in it, but mm-hmm. I wasn't, I, I didn't think I was angry. Um, I think if you talk to other people, they might, they might say she was angry, but um <laughs> Yeah, so when I when I moved home, I moved in with a white family. I moved in with my friend Krista, and she began to ask me questions like, "Why do you believe this?" Or you know, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, you're not believing the gospel. Like, the, first of all, Christianity is a white man's religion." And and I was I was a Christian, you mm. know, but I was like, "You need to, you don't, you're not understanding that you're using the scripture to promote whiteness." And I just had all of these views, and now I'm home with a white family. And wondering, but wait, why is everyone so angry? And through a ton of conversations, I think the most important conversation being the one I had with my intern when I was at work one day, and she came to me crying and was just like, you know, the students of color at my school, and she went to a Christian school, are like yelling at white people and telling us that we're dumb or we're privileged and we're fragile and we should be quiet and never Mm. speak. And I was like, what in the world? And I think that conversation in conjunction with conversations I was having at home with Krista, um, the, my friend who I moved in with, things just began to unravel. And in conversations with the Lord, he was just like, this, the way that you're thinking about things is unbiblical. It's not my heart for unity. We, unity will never be attained this way. Mm. And so for about a year, um, I, my paradigm just was completely knocked down. Um, there, there's definitely parts that I'm missing in recapturing all this. Sure, but the Lord really worked with me to say, "You need to get back to the historic Christianity. You need to go back before the Reformation. Like, look at the early church. What was the thought process for unity in the early church? How was unity attained? How do I command you to speak over one another?" And so, in doing that, um, I began to to understand that critical race theory, which is the framework that I was living in, was not a biblical framework. It would never get us to unity. And so with that, one day I'm driving down the road and the Lord is like the center for biblical unity. And I'm like, what in the world? (laughs) And I was like, no, just no. (laughs) And so um, over the course of a couple of months, he began to really put it on my heart and impress upon my heart to use my voice in a way that could really build unity and not tear down one people group. Like we don't have to elevate black people and tear down white people. Right. Like we can, everybody can be elevated. Everybody can, everyone can shine, you know? <laughs> and um, so, yeah, with that, I was like, okay, you know, all right, Lord, we'll, we'll do this. In February, we were an official entity um, as seen, you know, through all of the policies and procedures in the state of California. And yeah, probably in March, maybe a month, month and a half later, the world absolutely lost its mind. There was the Ahmaud Arbery situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then we had Breonna Taylor and then we had George Floyd. And I would say in the course of six weeks, I went from 39 followers on Facebook to over 6,000. Yep. yep. Um, I get tons of emails I started putting out content. Who knew that I could blog? What? Um, (laughs) But the Lord has really instructed me to use my voice in this space and to, you know, bring 
healing to those who have been damaged by critical race theory. And then also to speak out against critical race theory so that other people can be freed from the ideology. Right. That's a really long answer. No, it's great. Sorry. No, that's perfect. That's kind of how it came about. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I wanted to kind of dig out. Um, And and, and it's, it's always amazing to hear someone that comes out of it. A lot of people, you know, criticize, you know, me and Daryl and Virgil um, because we never, we never, like, we never was in it. So we don't really, you know, I mean, I'm not saying we don't understand it, but we, we weren't witnesses of critical thinking from that spectrum. For someone to actually be in that space, then see the truth of the gospel and come out, um, just, it first of all speaks volumes and then, you know, it all glory goes to God. Um, so that that's always interesting to hear. So what are some of the uh, projects or ideas or things that you have in place and some of the things that you want to put in place uh, when it com- comes to this organization? Well, we are officially, let's see, it's, it's February, so March, April, May, June. We are like five months old. We mm-hmm. are a, ver- a baby organization. Um, one of the things that we have in place right now is highlighting other voices that, you know, speak out against critical race theory that have come out of critical race theory. We have a friend, Edwin Ramirez, and um, he's come out of critical race theory. So Mm -hmm. we platform a lot of his stuff. Um, People who have solid biblical foundations and worldviews, we want to platform them. So Virgil was just on our show last Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, We look at Samuel Say, Elisa Childers, Natasha Crane, mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine, Thaddeus Williams, is coming out with a book about social justice from a biblical perspective. You know, we, we're we really looking, one, just to platform others, because this work isn't something that I can do all just by myself. Right. You know, it's going to take all of us, a team of us. But the, the other thing that we have in place is just really looking at our terms. And so on our Facebook page, um, one of the things that we seek to do is really make sure that, and and on our podcast, we have a podcast called All the Things, but we're looking to make sure that people understand the terms. Like, what is Mm -hmm. the term? How are you defining this? Is it cultural definition? Right. So there's that. I'm blogging, putting out um, reasons why things aren't biblical, even though culture is saying, you know, this is the way that you need to go. So I just did a podcast, not a podcast. I just did a blog about Black Lives Matter. Um, I did another one that released this morning about microaggressions, um, looking at reparations. You mm-hmm. know, these are the things that I think culture is really trying to tell us we need to adopt these frameworks. Mm. And I'm just saying, no, you know, I'm going to push back on it. We have a conference that's actually coming this weekend. It's our first conference. It'll be the, it's called the UP Conference. UP stands for Uniting People. Mm -hmm. And our goal is to have this once a year around this time so that it's just an annual conference where we get to unite people and hear some good speakers talk about race and unity and how we as the body can pursue unity from a biblical perspective, looking at the idea that You know, we don't need to necessarily think that we have to pursue reconciliation. Like reconciliation happened at the cross. Right. Now we can, how do we, how do we walk out unity with one another? How do we walk in step with one another? As Paul said, you know, to be like-minded and of one spirit. How do we do that? But the idea that we need to somehow reconcile the races or that we aren't truly one 
is false. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, What does it look like to work out biblical social justice? You know, just having some of these conversations, what are the questions that people should be asking? So that's what our conference is coming up this Friday and Saturday. Um, And then in the future, I'm looking at writing curriculum. Right now, I don't see any curriculum that, like small group curriculum, that doesn't hold to a CRT mindset. Actually, I'm going to correct myself. Um, Miles McPherson has a book called The Third Option, and he has not in this book held to critical race theory. But aside from that, um, there really isn't anything. You know, when I think about the other two major curriculums that are out there, they hold to a a CRT bend. And so we need something within the body that promotes unity, talks about race, talks about social justice and things like that. But from a biblical perspective, where I don't have to put one side down in order to raise another side up. Right, right. No, that's awesome. That is awesome. Definitely. uh, Once you get that that uh, curriculum up, we can bring you back on the show to talk about it. <laughs> Thanks. Yes, we're starting to write and we're starting the video and all yeah, that stuff. Real that soon. is awesome. So, yes, no, and and it's needed. It's needed. Um, you know, this show, I, I record ahead of uh, you know, with my podcast, I'm always you know quite a few episodes ahead. And usually when I'm talking to my guests, I was like, well, this probably is drop next month. But I think this show probably need to go ahead and drop just because it's it's what's going on right now. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the reason why I brought all that up is because even at my current job, um, we're, we're being asked to watch hours of uh, CTR stuff like, you know, and, and it's like one one video is like uh listen and it's supposed to be to white people and the next video is to learn and the next video is uh racism the system i mean it's hours of like it's painful hours of stuff that i have that i'm my my supervisor requiring me to listen to and i just think man you know because of what the current state um having a curriculum right now someone coming from a perspective you know talking about unity but not putting down white people or making them feel guilty or things like that is just so, so important. You know, I, I, it would be awesome to say, hey, instead of this this program, let's do this program. You know, this one, yes. it, it promotes the same. It promotes unity. It talks about, you know, everything you want, but minus all the other stuff. So that that really, really excites me uh, to hear that. So um, let's talk about the podcast a little bit. Um, it, what made you jump into podcasting and uh, t- say the name of it again and, and everything? Because I'm, I'm, I'm big on podcasting, um, even podcast coaching, consulting. What made you jump into that stream and, um, and, and just talk a little bit about uh, what you cover there? Well, on the show, I tell everybody that I was hoodwinked and bamboozled. (laughs) I was not even trying to be about a podcast. Uh. Um, I have been home for, gosh, not even a year, I don't think. And uh, my friend Crystal was like, we need to do a podcast. We can just talk about regular things. Um, One of my big gripes, um, I guess, with some churches is that and and you know I'll, I'm I'm lying. Let me stop lying. I think one of my big churches, <laughs> one of my big gripes with the church in general, um, is that we don't tend to talk and focus on the current issues. Gotcha. Like, like I can go to church and something horrible or historic has happened, and we gonna sit up and talk about like washing feet. 
yes, sure, we can talk about the feet washing. That that's great. But what what do I what am I walking away with to empower me in the current cultural moment that I'm in? Because the Bible, the Word of God speaks to everything. It will speak to all of it. It's there's nothing that God I feel like is going to leave us out on. And if that's if that's the truth, like if I know that I can trust the word of God with everything, why am I not going to empower, if I was a pastor, why wouldn't I go and empower my people with all of it, like shepherd them in the moment that we're in? And so I think one, I, I know I'm hard on the church, but I feel, and I, I pray for pastors daily because I could never, I don't think I would ever be able to, to step into that calling. Um you know, or, or step into that huge role just because there's so much, um, you know, responsibility for it. But as the church, I'm like, we have to understand what's happening in the moment that we're in. And so we decided we wanted to look at the moment that we're in, but with a historically Christian perspective. So the issue with racism, yes, let's talk about that. What, what has the church historically believed? So then we speak on things like the sin of partiality mm-hmm. and how does, how did the church originally handle that? What does the word of God say about that? Um, looking at, we, we did a, a podcast about women in ministry. You know, what is, what does the word of God say about that? Um, women in, and we had a, a Orthodox, um, uh, she teaches, she's an, she's an Orthodox um, Greek and she teaches, you know, um, I think systematic theology or New Testament theology. But in the early church, why weren't women, you know, allowed to to become priests? You know, and how does how how does that trickle down into t- today's American context? Um, what should women be doing in the church? What can women do? Like, what is what is the biblical precedent for some of these things? And so um, it's just a cultural, you know, show about cultural things, what we're seeing in our current culture, but holding them first with the foundation from scripture. So we don't, we want to make sure that people understand that the lens we look through is scripture we're not looking through the lens of culture to interpret what's happening um and then krista my my friend is a theologian and she's um you know into apologetics and understands that realm and so we're bringing people along to also understand apologetics and how do you defend your faith how do you you know think critically about some of the things happening in our culture so that's that's the podcast. Nice. I love it. No, it sounds sounds awesome. And um definitely gonna have links to it in the show notes. So right here we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. The bar podcast will return right after this. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Pastor Chris Hernandez. And this is Jimmy De Los Santos. And we're your boys from SolarCast. We're just a couple of average guys who came out of the charismatic movement to a reformed understanding of theology. That's right. Catch us with a new episode every Tuesday morning on all the platform networks, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the like. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Sola underscore cast. Also search for us on Facebook. Like the page, share the page. Let's get to the meat. Let's do it. All right, we're back in here with my friend, 
Miss Monique and Miss Monique on this side of the show. This is what I call the fun side. These are the bar signature questions. Three questions I ask all of my guests, everybody that's ever been on the show. I ask these questions, whether it's Lincoln Duncan or Steve Lawson or Todd Friel or anybody that's been on the show. They all get these three questions. And the first signature bar question is what kind of music do you listen to? Ooh, I love um, gospel and I love hip hop. Um, so this morning I caught myself singing Fred Hammond. Nice. Um, let's see, but I also like Lauren Hill. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I tend to, I tend to like things that have good beats, something that I can dance to. Uh, yeah, I think, good. I think that's it. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, and I don't know, cause I'm, I'm, oh man, see, I hear okay so the lord has really been working with me about like the lyrics in a lot of christian music oh yeah like me and him already had a conversation about you know my secular music but with with christian music like how are we as christians putting out music that glorifies him and doesn't necessarily glorify us or our experience right so yeah i'm I'm in a little quandary but this morning I was singing some Fred Hammond. So there's that. I got you. No worries. All good. No judgment here for sure. All right. Okay. Next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading? Um, currently reading social justice and the Christian church by Ron Nash. Um, critical race theory by Delgado and I think it's Delgado and Delgado. Um, Yes, Delgado. And <laughs> there's one more I'm reading. Um, 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 what is it? It's by George Yancey. And it's called, oh no, I don't have it. Oh, Racial, um, Beyond Racial Gridlock by George Yancey. Gotcha. Sweet. All right. Last signature bar question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Um, I'm not a podcast sermon listening person. No worries. Uh, that's all good. Yeah, not. No, that's 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 perfectly fine. I've had people on here that don't listen to music, which is weird to me. Uh, but you know, yeah, I totally get it. All right. Well, listen, <laughs> listen. I really appreciate you taking time to come on the show. Um, to close this out, uh, first, let us know where we can find um everything you got going on as far as your organization and yourself, and any words of encouragement as we get ready to slide out of here. All right. Check us out at um, centerforbiblicalunity.com. That is our website. Or you can find us on Facebook at the Center for Biblical Unity. That is our Facebook page. Um, you can check out all the things podcast. We go live every Saturday um, from 6 to 7 Pacific time. We're on YouTube or, you know, through either Facebook page, all the things show Facebook page or the Center for Biblical Unity Facebook page. And you said words of encouragement. Yep. Um, I would say to continue to, to pursue biblical unity, continue to pursue um, Christ in the Bible first. Don't worry about cancel culture or, you know, what friends are going to say if you disagree with what's currently going on in culture. It's going to take the church taking a stand 
to begin to push back against some of the the issues that we're seeing happening in culture. Amen. I totally agree with that for sure. Well, listen, thank you again for coming on the show. This has been fun. I um, feel like I gained a sister in Christ. Uh, would definitely yes, love to stay so connected to you guys and everything that y'all are doing um, in, in any way that we can help or promote. I definitely want to do that for you. Uh, to the bar listeners, thank you guys for listening to your favorite podcast, The Bar Podcast. Make sure you check us out every Tuesday. You can go to thebarpodcast.com. Also, if you want to check out the podcast in the network, go to thebarpodcast.com. Click on the tab, Bar Podcast Network, and you'll find awesome shows like Just Thinking, Guys with Bibles, Past Discussion, True the Fire the Podcast. There's nine of them, so I'm not going to list them all. Also, go to thebargear.com. Pick you up some bar gear. We got shirts, hats, beanies, socks, everything, mugs. Um, get your favorite podcast, represent, and let people know uh, where you're listening to the Bar Podcast. Till next time you guys god bless and we are out
What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there